Welcome to the Inside Wag Nutrition Podcast. Today on the show, we have Rob Henry. Rob Henry is a coach here at Working Against Gravity, and today we dig into the reasons he decided to become a nutrition coach, a little bit of his past, owning CrossFit affiliates, uh, doing weightlifting, and a number of other things that propelled him into the health and fitness industry. If you want to sign up with Working Against Gravity to get one-on-one coaching, you can use his code, ROBH50, that's R-O-B-H-50. You can use that at the checkout when you sign up at workingagainstgravity.com backslash join to save $50 off your first month of one-on-one nutrition coaching. All right, gang. Now let's get into the conversation. What records do you primarily buy? I buy everything. Um, big time into the proto-punk glam, into doom, Ooh. jazz. Doom, uh, jazz? Into like, or doom and jazz? Doom, <laughs> doom comma. Doom, comma, jazz. Uh, <laughs> So if you have a link for that, there is, there is, there is such thing as deep Uh, jazz. There is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, into like the fuzz noise rock of the early two thousands and everything in between. You are Uh, in the right podcast studio right now. Yeah. My friend, (laughs) man, I guess we do. Yeah. We have a lot (laughs) of similar musical tastes between the three of us. Like, I mean, age wise, what we grew up Mm -hmm. with, I mean, Rob and I on the side, we've 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 connected about our love of like you know smashing pumpkins oh, and all awesome. that like '90s grunge stuff oh. and all that, and and the fact <laughs> that it's all coming out like this is 30 years old today, yeah. this is 35 years old today. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice sense of my own mortality peppered in with like my love of music. But the thing is, mm-hmm. is that now they're doing the 25th <laughs> anniversary editions, and then you're getting like all new represses, demo tracks getting they like are. a bunch of cool it's on stuff. much better yeah. vinyl they're remastering yeah. it for vinyl you know there's it's so it's not just like the compressed digital put onto some vinyl it's yeah i'm loving it and i'll pay it a yeah. little bit extra for it and then the collector in me wants that sealed and unsealed one and i'm like pull the <laughs> yes. reins oh my God. <laughs> i do that Rob has exceeded his music budget for the month. <laughs> I have so many unopened records, and I just ordered like, like the last ghost. No, not the last ghost record that came out, but the what's the one? Um, uh, the one with rats on it. I can't remember the name. I'm drawing a complete blank. It's not impaired. The second, it's not impaired. It's the one yeah. before that. Um, I'm drawing a complete. All the all the ghost fans that listen to this. They're going to be screaming at their computers. <laughs> All the ghost fans are listening to this. <laughs> um, I think I bought like four copies of it because there was like one to listen to, but then there was an Australian pressing and there was a Germany pressing. And I was like, this is it's out of control. Gus. You know. Yeah. And then they're like, this color vinyl is going to be That's at these right. stores. This color vinyl is going to yeah. be here. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, well, I guess I'm not going to eat for a week. But, but, but I got four yeah, ghost records. Way. Gotta collect them all. There you go. Yeah. Um, Wow. We could do a whole. (laughs) This could be a whole side podcast. Yeah. Bring it. Bring back the make it loud, dude. I should. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's Josh's old music podcast used to have. Yep. 
make it loud. Yep. Yep. So, that was a good one. Well, cool. I appreciate that, Chris. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, gang. Well, as much as we would like to sit here and talk about our affinity for vinyl and record collecting, we are here to talk about nutrition and coaching. This is the Inside Wag Nutrition Podcast, and today we have Mr. Rob Henry on the show. Welcome, Rob. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> it's great to <laughs> talk to you. Yeah, we're... yeah, it's awesome to connect. I know that as coworkers, we kind of orbit the same space, but it's very peripheral. So this is an awesome time to have a yeah, touch point. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that we, we talked about this early on, um, and I can I give Chris a lot of credit for this because he really spearheaded this. Um, making these podcasts where we talk to fellow coaches um, really kind of like intimate conversations because your clients that you've worked with forever uh, might not have ever heard your voice, first of all, and maybe don't know <laughs> some of these like, you know, more nuanced little things about you that we're going to talk about today. Um, so it's really, we really just want to highlight you and like your skill set and make sure that like that's out there for the world to um, hear and acknowledge because everyone that works with WAG has something unique to bring to the table and you are certainly no exception, man. So happy to have you. I'll do my best to not be <laughs> underwhelming. <laughs> oh man, you'll be good. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess with that said, Chris, do you want to, you want to hit him? Yeah. But let's get right into it. Let's get to know yeah. Rob Henry. Nutrition coach for WAG. So, Rob, uh, first things first, where do you live? Who do you share your life with? And uh, how long have you been there? I live in Jacksonville, Florida. I moved here around 2010 um, when I opened up an affiliate in this town. Uh, previously had been 80 miles down the interstate in Daytona Beach area where I opened my first affiliate. And uh, what Jacksonville has to offer is a little more up my alley as far as culture, dining, not being Daytona. Um, <laughs> so I've been here, share my life with my beautiful wife of two years come this December and our two children. Awesome, man. Congrats. And uh, thank you. Great. Yeah, that's cool. How old are your kids? They are nine and eight. Okay. About both the turn 10 and nine. Wow. All right. So they've got their own personalities, got their own opinions, forming everything. Uh, <laughs> and that ripe age. That's an understatement. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. They're fun though. That's They're cool. fun. Well, they uh good. they into like sports or CrossFit or anything like that? Oh the, wow, both. good. Yes. Uh oh. yeah, yeah. I have one that is obsessed with be an understatement with baseball. Um and I love it. You know, it, it's, it's like that Wayne Gretzky kind of like obsession where he's out there before breakfast wow. taking swings and throwing himself pot flies That's and that cool. kind of stuff. And it's really cool to see. Um, the challenge with him is trying to offer balance to that. And mm -hmm. uh, it, it, just because I want him to be well-rounded mm -hmm. and not burn out uh, or have overuse injuries at 13. And then my other one, super into CrossFit and he's in gymnastics and trying to get him into a ball sport now. Um, so we're going to look at tennis, but yeah, he's, he's a little bit more in that Taekwondo 
jujitsu, gymnastic, CrossFit like space. Self, it's like like one. He 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 is like the sport. Like he he is yeah. like not relying yeah. on anyone except for his own like abilities. Yeah, which I can empathize a little bit more with. I was not big into yeah. team sports, though I wish I had been um, growing up. But it's uh, I want to expose him to that, whereas he is like a little bit more like you said just into sure. the self and <laughs> if I, I think like if you if you have an affinity and you're into like martial arts that is such like a defining or can be i should say not always but i guess it can be such a defining characteristic of someone's personality is like you are just it can yeah. be i don't know about you and your affiliate too but like some of the hardest workers <clears throat> i've ever met ever met and worked with have been like former high school wrestlers or hundred percent jujitsu guys or things like that they just that work ethic is yep. second. I was, yep. You took the words right out of my mouth. Wrestlers, hundred percent. They'll out, they'll outwork yeah. anybody. Like, and that's. What do you think that's from? Do you think that's from the discipline that was established in the sport at an early age? In that team down. mentality, yeah, yeah. And I think the mentality those coaches have to where it is, you don't question, right? Like you yeah. do what you're told. Yeah, um, you're a sponge and it is, ready to receive. Yeah. yeah, and it's regimented. It is class-based, uh, which I like how they've kind of shifted that to where it's not going to have the carryover with the eating disorders and things like that going into adulthood now. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, the balance there and the result coming out of it is just a yeah. hard worker. I, I couldn't agree more. Did you, did you wrestle or do anything like that in high school? Okay. I did not. Uh, I was the only organized thing I really stuck with okay. was swimming in high school but outside of that is skating cool. and surfing so swimming was like the official sport of rob henry and then you did like the extracurriculars yeah. you said skating yeah skateboarding, skateboarding. Yeah. cool and then yeah surfing yeah. there you go yeah those self sports that's what i was gonna say that's what i was into skateboarding <laughs> snowboarding yeah. it's just me yeah. <laughs> no yeah. t-sports yeah um yeah. so i guess kind of like on that that thought you know that that track um what did you do? Um, well, I, I should say let's let's back it up even a little further. How did you get into fitness and nutrition in particular? Like, what kind of drew you to that path? I got into fitness. Um, yeah, I graduated with double degrees in humanities and English literature, and realized that after four years, I was unemployable. Mm. And one of my passions had always just been, and again, it's very peripheral, but it wasn't even fitness at that point. It was exercising, you know, and it was very globocentric. Um, so out of college, I started working behind the desk at Gold's Gym, worked my way up into personal trainer, um, became top sales in personal nice. training. And then through a series of wonderful coincidences within like two weeks, CrossFit hit my radar. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I started shifting how I approached all my clients within the gym. Wasn't really appreciated. <laughs> um, very synonymous to Glassman's story. Uh, though I think I was a little less cantankerous, but likely, uh, likely. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, had an amazing client who had warehouse space and we really just kind of rolled into 
the ether of CrossFit bare bones fight club cool. style and uh, went from there back in the early, the mid 2000s. I was about to ask, do you remember like what year that was? It was uh, 2006 is when it came across my radar and it was a series of like the Sweatstorm article that featured Andy Petranic out at CrossFit oh. LA hit hmm. one of those men's yeah. whatever magazines. And uh, two other things happened within that two-week period, and it was very CrossFit. I looked into it, realized that this is what my ethos is. It has just been given a tip, yeah. a spear, and a direction, and found a L1, and that was up here in Jacksonville, run by CrossFit East at the police academy. Wow, cool. Um, and that was back in the day where we had, you know, Glassman was like the flow leader. Castro wow. was there. Uh, Mike G. Uh, Chuck Carswell. Like, those are some big names. Uh, yeah, old names. <laughs> those CrossFit heads. The, like, whoever's yeah. listening that's been in the CrossFit. Yeah, and like, it was. Wow. Tripping out right now. It was very fortunate, you know. Like, that was just like luck of yeah. my time. And uh, I, I, I remember the classroom. I remember all the material. I remember the workouts we did. It was just, it was phenomenal. And then we took that in our infancy and ran with what we didn't know. We didn't know and ran with what we knew we knew. And shoot, here we are. What? 17 years yeah. later. Cool story. Wow. Very cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very jealous. <laughs> get, to, get to do your L1 with people of that caliber. That's t top of the top, man. Doesn't get any better than that. It was really cool. And it was very different very quickly after that, too. I mean, that, you know, it really started steamrolling right yeah. around that time. So I feel like I was right on that cusp. And I was very fortunate to be able to take yeah, advantage man. of it. Definitely. Yeah, no doubt. Mm -hmm. Rare opportunity for sure. Absolutely. Um, so, how was it being in that sphere of CrossFit and everything? Like, how did WAG come into your world? How were you introduced to? Wag was part of your mission <laughs> that uh, was a missing piece, right? And being in that CrossFit space, um, fads come and go, you know, and we are all probably part of from what was it back in the day? The zone. blocks zone. zone. Yeah. 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 Zone. You know, zone into skinning the zone with Rob Wolf and the mm -hmm. paleo into everything else you know the oh, whole yeah. 30 and god bless uh melissa and them i think they did an amazing space uh, job with that space for a little while and uh but personally i never felt like it was quite where i wanted it to be it just nutrition was always approached in a very general broad brush manner, right? Like these things aren't as intimate as what we do with, with our clients. They're just like, Hey, here's this protocol, right. run with it. Um, and it worked well enough for a decade and a half. Um, and then I was listening to, I forget who on which podcast. And it was, this is back in the days when, wag was using the uh spreadsheet and yeah, emails <laughs> and uh, so i joined after listening to that i'm like 
let's go for it. Um, you know, was it like the paying... barbell shrug podcast or something like that? Maybe you heard of D or Michael or something back in the day, or no, I went to the company name. How was it? I'm trying to think of my personal timeline at that moment. Yeah, it was because I had start working working with Brute as an athlete. Okay, okay. Um, but I started Wag first. Hmm. It, it it had to be one of those podcasts, and I'm sure it was sure. one of them. Um, and either way, like I got it. My coach at the time was amazing. Um, it's Crosby. All right. And, uh, Crosby, Crosby, shout out to up? Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and to see what had been missing and how subjective the nutrition truly is and how immediately I responded to having that subjective feedback and somebody that was doing something for me. And the fact that you can encompass whatever lifestyle you want, you want to do paleo, fine, do right. it. But within this scope, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cool to get out of the headspace of there's no food shaming, there's no demonizing of this and that. And it's like, this is what's going to prepare you for your day. And it was, it was all almost immediate in what, seven years? It's either seven or eight years this wow. November. Here I am wow. with WAG. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so and. Cool. I wanted to become a coach because what it did for me mm. and having been in that space for 15 years, you know, up to that point and still having had that component absent and how significant it was and what it did for me personally, man, if I could touch one person in that way, that's what I wanted to do. Mm. That was enough. Just be able to help that, one person. Yeah, it was. Aside and, from yourself, you know, <laughs> and I just want to share. Like you know, yep. I can have as many touch points with as many people as possible, and you never really know. <laughs> it's nice to get that positive feedback, but man, if mm-hmm. I could just change that one person, and then they go on and change that one person, and have just that cascading domino effect. That's that's all I wanted. Wow. Yeah. What was like? What were your goals going in? to the program, signing up for one-on-one remote nutrition coaching? Was it just being ready to learn or was it like you had particular goals for fat loss, maintenance, bulking? Like what was your pursuit? It was aesthetic. I mean, if we're going to lay our cards on the table, absolutely aesthetic. (laughs) I wanted to look like I put as much time into the gym as I did, which I did. Yeah, It was, you know, owner operator at the time. I was trying to go, transition from being a fat weight lifter into CrossFit yeah. again, wanted to look like I did CrossFit and I wanted to fuel for my efforts as well. So, um, it is aesthetic based and performance based. Right. Yeah. But let's be honest. It was aesthetic based. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And how'd that work out? Did you get there? Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and then some like in spades. Yeah. It's yeah. When you, when you crack that code <clears throat> and when you have like, I mean, I, I think that, Chris and I both could say the same thing, you know, like when you have someone that's like looking out for you and like designing that program and you both like equally, like they lay out the plan, you implement the plan and it's like, Oh, boom. You you crack that, like that next level, you know, the, the, like you were talking about, you wanted to look like you did all the work that you did, you know? 
And when you figure out mm-hmm. how to do that and you, that just like feeds itself, you're just like, wow, this works. So I'm going to keep doing it. And then it does. you get a little bit further and you're like, wow, this works even better if I do that. And you just like, it becomes just like this, like borderline, like obsession that you're just like, wow, like I, this, I've never thought this was possible. And like you said, you just want to help other people do it because there's so many people mm-hmm. that don't think it is possible. And if you can tell one person it is, mm-hmm. and here's how to do it. Yeah. Wow. You know, like that, that's, that's the ultimate. That's, that's it. It is. And the accountability was huge. If somebody's investing their time in me, I am the type of person where I have to mm-hmm. give back to that. And, and, and I don't care if I'm paying right. them to do it. They're still, it's their time. And they're choosing to yeah. give me that time. Um, and thankfully, I mean, working against gravity and the people that gravitate and make up what's behind that banner are the type of people that it's not about to pay. They're giving you your time, their time and effort and passion. And it's evident. And so the return on that is even more significant. Yeah. Well That's said. Awesome. Um, what... So as, as a WAG coach, what would you say is one of the proudest accomplishments that you have? I tough mean, question, right? It is a tough question. And uh, the proudest accomplishment I have, I don't think it's a singular person moment yes. or anything. It's the person who you empower. And it's the same as like coaching in the CrossFit space or as a weight, anything. You have this individual who doesn't know what they're capable of, but you see it. And you earn the trust in from them to unlock that in them. And that's what I love. Those are the, my biggest moments is that they give you enough buy-in to where you can truly show them what they are capable of doing and beyond and to then see that carry over into other aspects of their life. Wow. It's amazing. That's what well said, man. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah, absolutely. So to maybe expand on that question too, um, maybe what, what's a strategy or what's a piece of advice that you've offered, or it's kind of like one of your staple offerings that you provide to clients uh, that you give them that you feel most of the time has a fairly profound or impactful. Um. Uh, the biggest thing I like to try and put out there is the notion that perfection is a fallacy. Mm. Like people try and wear this burden of perfection and that they are responsible to you and to themselves to such a degree that it can almost be limiting. Um, so I try and take that away and focus on small things, um, you know, improving sleep, just being present with each decision that they're making and allow the successes to just build and create momentum, um, as opposed to this all or nothing mentality. Uh, so that's, I think the biggest challenge because people will be, they're like, ah, I had this meal and my day wasn't perfect. So the rest of the day just spirals out of control. And then that can bleed into the next day into, you know, and there's this negative feedback loop. Would you say, Um, would you say that the perfectionist mindset is like the biggest cop out of all time? 
Absolutely. I mm, I think about absolutely. Yeah. If I can't do it perfectly, well, exactly. what does that even mean? Who cares? Right. Nothing. It um, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. And life needs mm-hmm. balance. You need to be able to enjoy these times with your family. You need to be able to unplug and enjoy a family gathering or just a date night or or just a day of not being relative to technology while still being able to find time and decisions that support your goals. So it's, it's a learning curve for everybody, myself included with them. Um, you know, so it's just one of those things. I don't want them to think that a day, a meal, a weekend, is what makes or breaks anything because it doesn't, you yeah. know. Well, it's almost like that uh, concept that like aiming for perfection is just really setting yourself up for failure because it is such an unachievable thing. And if you continue to reach for this just unachievable thing, then you're going to feel like you're gassing out. You're going to feel like all your effort is for none rather than seeing what your effort actually has actually done, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's a huge thing that people miss out on you know and like you said i think it like what you just said we're like it's, it is a an excuse essentially. yeah <laughs> you know it it's kind of that all or nothing mentality and it's an excuse that is self-limiting and it's keeping you from essentially being grateful um for the things that are working out in your favor when there's maybe one or two things that might not be but it's those one or two things that you'll hold on to over the, the wealth of other things that are contributing to your success and like you said creating and building the momentum um which is really all that's required yeah, <laughs> to it get is. you from point a to point b you know it is and there's i mean some, you know perfection is so subjective true, what that means true, to true. me to you chris to you josh that's so different you know mm-hmm. and uh and then the fact that we even have that notion which is completely unattainable you know we're, we're human you're not going to be perfect yeah i'm not going to expect you to be you know i just want you to do your best for you and to utilize us as coaches as the tool and resource for which you're paying and yeah. you want at your disposal. I, yeah. I um, want to ask you a little bit. So I, I, kind of on the flip side of that approach. So we all have clients where general health and wellness, weight loss perhaps is top tier. Like that's that's why they're here. That's why they're with us. They need us to like you, you mentioned the word unlock or you said the word unlock, you know, we, they need us to, to help them do that. You know, what about for your clients that are either like a CrossFit athlete looking to perform, or if you work with weightlifters, like a weightlifter that is going mm-hmm. to a meet, um, maybe has to get into um, a particular weight class to do that. Um, what would you say are some of the, uh, let's see, what were my words here? What would you say some of the techniques or differences in direction that you offer those people that you may not be necessarily concerned about with like someone that's just looking to improve their health? Right. So you have people, I mean, in that case, it is more uh-huh. rigid, right? Definitely. And you have people who are coming into it with a mindset of a time or goal okay. outcome specific like to their deadline, nutrition like a hard line this is happening right. on this date like I'm sure yeah i have a meet on the 30th and right. i need to make weight 
you know, and ideally we'd like you to be at weight well before then sit comfortable and then not have to walk around with a trash bag, chewing gum and spitting <laughs> yeah. into a cup. And nobody wants that in there. So yeah. It's not pleasant. Uh -uh. Uh, and then same thing for the CrossFit athlete. I feel like the CrossFit athlete is more nuanced. You have more unknowns, but you also have, I think, a little bit more immediate feedback on as far as like performance drop, things like that, um, recovery, you know, resting heart rate, things like that can inform like how well they are fueled for the task at hand and then how well they're taking care of themselves outside of the gym and outside of the kitchen too. Um, and for those people, I think they're coming into it with a different yeah. mentality or at least it's been my experience. Agree, yeah. Um, so you can be a little bit more the wrestling coach and a little less the nurturing sure. teacher, you know, you can say, these are my expectations for you. If you want to meet your expectations mm. and you need to take ownership mm. of that. There you go. Um, so it's a little bit of more of a, yeah. Like I didn't set these goals for you. You did. <laughs> right. And this is yeah. what's going to be necessary. And I need, you know, be candid with me completely. Give me information that you feel isn't even necessary to the process because it is, it's holistic. It's mm -hmm. everything. You know, I want to know, like, how you're sleeping. Are you waking up at night because of hunger? Are you waking up at night because you need to use the restroom? Like, what's your hydration look like? How much of um, uh, electrolyte supplement are you taking? You know, what's your meal timing? Yeah. You know, it's all relative and it's all yeah. relevant. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was kind of like. I mean, I was hoping that you were going to touch on some of those points because I, I, um, I think that sometimes when we get a... Um, a client that might be looking to peak for a certain event will use weightlifting. Um, cause I think we can all, we can all relate to that to a certain extent, um, or powerlifting for that matter. Uh, there, there can be kind of like a, um, I don't want to say shock, but I know that I have experienced this where I tell people, you know, like, okay, like we're three weeks out and you really haven't, done anything okay so so here's here's where we're at and i know that we can get there but you have to do this like we have to put our foot down and we have to do this you know so balancing that kind of approach you know and using that kind of approach when needed again balanced with the people that are not looking to make a weight class and improve performance at the same time often at the same time it's just the balance that coaches have to have and often have to learn um from, from their own experience and you i mean you you mentioned briefly that you have opened and run uh, a few affiliates but you also kind of hinted that you were a weightlifter i mean maybe you still are a weightlifter but i mean the, okay. <laughs> okay okay well but still like so you, you have the confidence and the understanding that like when someone comes to you and they're like, yeah, I need to make this weight class. I got 60 days to do it. You're like, all right, man, saddle up, let's go. And you know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. So it's, it, it's that real life experience that you bring to the table, like with your clients, you can speak from a place of experience and that's, I don't know. I don't know other places that can really necessarily say that. No. And it makes it maybe not necessarily easier. Um, 
more empathetic, absolutely. But yeah, you also know, like, you got to saddle up and yeah. do this. Yeah. Like, I can want it for you all day long, but it's going to be on you and the deadline's coming, whether yeah. you're ready or not. Um, and yeah, it's either you're going to be spitting in a cup or maybe you need to lift that heavier weight class. So mm. if you're not willing to take mm -hmm. on that ownership right. early. Right. Yeah, I'm sure um, you've experienced much like the rest of us experience where we have had a high level, you know, competitive athlete come into us with specific XYZ goals, deadlines, dates, all these things. And through working with you, maybe they found this uh, transition into that radical acceptance of how their lifestyle preferences, choices are in conflict <laughs> with this competitive nature or uh, want or need or whatever that perceived mm -hmm. is. And have you, have you experienced like the unraveling of that in a way where someone's yeah. life was kind of trans just transformed into having to just change their opinion on all of that? Absolutely. I mean, the, that's the tough talk. It's like, I understand what you want, but what you're doing is mm -hmm. contraindicate to the outcome. It's just, it's not going to get you there and mm. you need to make the decision. What do you want? Um, and maybe asking yourself, why do you want this it, is a exactly. huge thing too. And then asking why you're not willing to make these small changes. Cause usually they're not huge changes. No, It's just a number of small habits that add up mm -hmm. to be impeding to their goal. Um, so it, it's, why are you making these choices? Why are you not making the choices that support the outcome you're working so hard for in other areas of your life? We just need to bring everything into balance to support that. And it is a very finite goal. And then we can talk about reintroducing other habits on the outside of that. Um, and how you want life balance to look like when you're not in a meat prep or when you're not in comp prep. Because uh, they're two very different things. Yep. Yeah, well put. Um, so one thing, just dig a little deeper here into some fun stuff. Not that this hasn't been fun, but <laughs> a little more uniqueness about Rob and your personality. Uh, but what's something that uh, most people may not know about you? Something that most people may not know about me. I can't think of one thing that would maybe surprise people other than that for having a 20 year career in the fitness, wellness, nutrition arena, that is not what I went to school for. So like I touched on earlier, um, I went to school for English literature and creative writing. Wow. Um, so for a, a brief time, I have flirted with the idea of being a fiction writer. Wow. I just don't have any good stories to tell <laughs> and had to accept that sure. about myself. Do you think that, do you think that, that creative mm. writing, I mean, I know that it was probably, you know, it's been a, a minute since you've thought about doing that kind of thing, but like writing to people, you write to people all day, every day. Do you think day, that that's yeah. come into play? Do you think that you find yourself using different kind of perspective and different language than you otherwise would have? Absolutely. It has come into play my entire professional career from writing program. Cause I think to write good program for a gym, um, you have to have a degree of creativity. Yeah. It, it's not just 
a robotic formula. There has to be some degree of understanding science and execution and then having that creative side to you, whether it's innate or you've worked on it day in and day out as part of your craft. Um, and then responding to clients now, absolutely. It comes into play every day. And I'm grateful that that's what I studied and it has parlayed nicely into what has chosen that's me in cool. my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. <laughs> I like that. What's chosen you. Yeah, it is. It's what's come to me and, and then what has come my way and that I've found my love for I've pursued. So it's, it's not by design. It's just been fortune. Cool. Good fortune. <laughs> Good fortune. Yeah. Yes. The, uh, I think one, one of the last, I mean, I don't know if Chris, is there anything else you wanted to cover here? I got one last question for Rob and then we can. No, My no, last question for Rob is what is up with the shirt? You got to see it. <laughs> Rob has a Britney Spears shirt yeah. on. It's Britney B. It's Britney. <laughs> uh, Explain. This was a souvenir from a recent trip out to California. I was waiting in a Marshalls while my wife was trying on yes. clothes and was going through the t-shirt wow. rack. And it, that, that shirt just spoke and to you. It was just like. Hands down. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hands down. I love it. I love like it. I love it. Yeah. If this is an XL, I'm getting one. And <laughs> That's awesome. I I couldn't be pressed to tell you a name of her song, but I will proudly fly this on my chest <laughs> awesome. any day. I love mm -hmm. it. I love a good Marshalls, Ross, TJ Maxx, fine. I think some of my favorite t-shirts have yeah. been just some random things. I'm like, this is the only one left, and it also happens to be a large. This was meant to be, and it's $4? <laughs> yes. yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. I had yeah. to ask. I had to ask. <clears throat> so, <throat> for those of you... Yeah, I mean... It's a big dude covered in tattoos, rocking a Britney T-shirt. That just I like the the juxtaposition of it. Tickles is me. a wonderful thing. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. If yes, you are if you are not if you're listening to this and you're not watching on YouTube, you have to go back to YouTube and check out. You can go to check YouTube. out yeah. uh, uh, Rob's Britney Spears shirt. So yeah, I had to ask before we got off the air. <laughs> had to ask about it. Um, yeah, this has been great, Rob. Thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. It's good, been fun. Good. Then people get a little nervous about yeah. it, but we try to, we try to take all that away. We try to just, you know, just talking, man. That's mm -hmm. all we're doing. Just Job well talking. done. Yeah. So, um, if you want to sign up, uh, for coaching at working against gravity, um, you can go to working backslash join and Chris, is there a code that they can use? There is, and we're going to give you Ooh. Rob's code today. Yeah, we're going to go with Rob's code. So if you use code Rob H, as in Rob Henry, input that into the coupon code, and we will give you $50 off your first month's membership, whether that's our Essentials program or our Nutrition Coaching Plus, which includes a video chat call once per month with your coach, regular check-ins in our software system Seismic the other weeks, and then you also get a customized meal plan catered specifically to the starting calories and macros that your coach has custom calculated and defined for your 
particular success. What more do you want? Use code <laughs> Rob H to take $50 off your first month in nutrition coaching uh, to work with myself, Rob, Josh, or any one of our fantastic, fantastic WAG coaches that uh, you have now gotten the chance to get to know over these series of podcast yeah. episodes. So I do need to give uh, Josh oh. a shout out here because yeah. for years I was his sub coach yes. and reading your responses informed me oh, so wow. much as to who I am how to handle people. I wow. That, well, very cool. I, I, well, thanks. Uh, I don't know what to say. I have no words, but <laughs> oh. it's just one of those things that oh. people don't think about, but on the back end <laughs> as a sub, like going through and seeing how you handle people and how you, I mean, you just, you do it so, so well. It's just pulling from that, making it mine, but still credit has wow. to go to well, you. Thank, thank you. you. Man. I, I appreciate that very much. Appreciate that very much. Coaches That's right. Hey, I know that I, I when I sell yeah. for people, I absolutely took, took you know hints from what my coach was talking about and what they and what they were talking about yeah. too. So, and how they said it too. So, yeah, very mm-hmm. cool, man. So very, valuable. Well, uh, yeah. Again, Rob, thank you so much for sharing some time with us today, and we will see y'all next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.